collecting and investing it is the holiday season we have a lot to get to today andy i know you're fired up man because we're going to talk about the one touch effect how it can help sell your cards we're going to talk about lots we know we're getting a lot of questions on the patreon about that but right off the top andy we've got to talk about dealing with the new release date calendar. Now, before we get into specific dates, we want to talk about something that's rather evergreen, the importance of looking at the calendars for all releases. Andy, what is your big tip as far as how people should go about release dates? As far as how people should go about release dates, well, my favorite resource is to use Steel City Collectibles because they run it like a business. They're a card distributor, right. and they're they're selling hobby boxes, cases, big things to, to breakers and card shops, and you can get their release calendar is going to be updated more frequently than a blog-style uh, right. post like, like you see on Beckett or even Cardboard Connection. and um, what I've found is that you just go here. They have the release calendar. I think it's very important to note when the when the new releases are coming out because the big releases, Prism, Optic, Select, Mosaic, those are going to affect the current va- the the values of the current cards in the marketplace. So ideally, you want to sell and dump those cards that you've got now, the the base Donruses and that kind of stuff, before these other iconic sets come out. And so this is where, you know, this is kind of the unfun part of the hobby because, Andy, you talk about this on your channel all the time. To me, it's fun. And if you really love football cards, you'll find this fun. But there's some work that goes into this, right? Because, look, we're all in this to have fun. We just want to collect our favorite players. But this is where you can get ahead when it comes to flipping cards is doing the work doing the prep and seeing when the actual release dates are because it affects the prices, especially of the current rookies. And it could even affect the prices of rookies in the past few classes as well. So Andy, I, I, we all want this to be fun and I know it's not fun to look ahead. You just want to live in the now. You just want to buy the Mac Jones absolute base card when that card, which is selling for $15, $20 now, will be worth $3 here in a few weeks. That's why, Andy, it is so important for people to pay attention to those release dates. Yes, sir. It sure is because hot off the press, Carter, hot off the press, I'm about to blow your mind, man. Oh, There's ooh, been ooh. a Renew release date for two new sets coming out in January. And the first one is Panini Phoenix, announced to be released on January 19th. Uh, Hobby boxes of that are $499.95. And that is 12 packs, five cards per pack. So that's 60 cards for $500. Eh, They look okay. But, Carter, but are you ready? Oh, no, I, I don't know if I'm ready. This is a big one, baby. This is what we look forward to every year. Prism. Prism! 
read some release dates. Oh my goodness gracious. Yes, sir. Kaysen Theodore the Third of Nottingham. That is your full name. I didn't mean to dox your full name like that. <laughs> but I am excited because look, we we're talking about this before this podcast was released. This is relatively new information. I didn't know this. So this is going to be the first time that yours truly is actually going to look at prism and how the design of prism will be this year so andy i'm ready i'm ready to see how these cards are going to look all right releases january 26 the newest set of prism 2021 prism there you go Ooh. carter there's the josh allen blue right. it's almost got a little bit of a i don't know what is that like a celtic feel around the outside yeah. of it it's interesting. So if you're listening on audio, obviously you could see this on YouTube. I'll say this, Andy. I know there's not going to be a lot of people on fire about this design. And I know you're not the absolute most on fire about this design either. I will say this. So last year when the prism was released, I didn't love it, but I kind of just grew into it. I don't know if it was because... It was Prism that I just grew into it. But this design, I, I, I'm i okay with. How do you feel? I'm okay with it. You know, honestly, it took a while for the 2020 set to grow on me. Right. Uh, with, with that border. And I feel that this one is, is not a whole lot different from that one. It is kind of like they made this little braided alteration around the outside uh, with some different, some colors in there. I like how they kind of, add the color match aspect to even the base cards um right. i don't know it, it may grow on me it may grow on me that's not terrible i, so, I think so, that it's better than the 2013 design yeah so are base cards going to all be color match or are they gonna uh i don't know let me see but still uh we, it will hopefully grow on us I kind of like uh, that manga insert. I know it looks strange. I know that you're not on fire about that, but that's pretty interesting. That's wild, right? Well, they went with the comic book theme, so yeah. they saw how popular Kabooms were. They brought the color blast back. They bring in this manga insert that is very comic book-esque to it. I think he's actually got Tom Brady's got the uh, seven rings like Thanos there. Yeah. Huh? 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 So overall, on a scale of one to ten on this prism, it's going to grow on me. The cards always do. Uh, I'm going to go six on a scale of one to ten. I'm gonna, no, actually, I'm going to go seven because I'm I just love football cards that much. What about you, Andy? Yeah, you know, I was going to go seven as well. Actually, before you said seven, I was going to go seven. There you I go. think it's going to grow uh, on me. Ah. Uh, uh. I think I honestly, I think I like it a little bit more because I like how it detaches there on the sides, this little uh, braid design. So they have a color chain and the, I don't know. It, it's interesting. It's definitely, you know, it's it's going to make uh, centering from left to right and top to bottom important again. It's going to be very obvious when cards are off center with this type right. of design again. Uh, but I think it's going to grow on me. I I, I kind of. I do like how the player. I do like how the player pops on the card. That was a 
Absolutely. So once again, if you're listening, you can see it on our YouTube page, Football Cards Collecting and Investing. But Andy, you know, obviously Prism releases on January 26th, Phoenix releases on January 19th. But it is important to remember that there is a big set also being released on December 22nd, and that, of course, is Mosaic. So obviously, it is important to keep in mind that Mosaic, even though it is a big brand, and Mosaic honestly was phenomenal last year. I just love the way that those cards looked. Mosaic will still be released at the end of this month. So understand that when Mosaic is going to be released, it's going to be hot, but that thing's going to be hot for a month, and then when Prism comes out, Andy, people are just going to go nuts absolutely yeah so in my mind you basically have until january 26th well realistically that it we're gonna have until the end of january the beginning of february before people are spending like most of all their their card money on on prism 2021 prism for a hot minute so yeah you know this would be what i would say right uh Prices on boxes overall have gone up, right? You're not going to go, and if you hit retail, you're not going to get a Prism Blaster for $20. Those days are over, right? These blasters after tax comes out to about $30. That's what my absolute blaster costs. Now, once again, that is absolute. That is lower on the totem pole. Now, once again, they do have the Kaboom insert, but still, absolute blasters $30. $30. Prism Blasters will probably be a little bit more than that, probably $35 retail, somewhere around that. So understand that, uh, you know, the buying and flipping of boxes won't be as much in vogue as it was last year with Prism as it got very ridiculous. I, I could see the same with Mosaic, but still understand that retail stores, Andy, have gone up on their prices. That's why it's very important, once again, to keep up with, um, you know, cardboard uh, connections and all these other websites are good. But once again, Steel City Collectibles, y- you really have to pay attention to those release dates so you can plan out your strategy. Because look, you may go to the store and see a bunch of Phoenix boxes on sale January 19th, buy a bunch of them, and then not have any money. Let's just say you have the chance to buy two prison boxes. Well, you, you might not have any money if you bought eight Phoenix boxes the week before. So that's why it's very important to plan. No doubt, man. Very important to plan ahead, think ahead, and and taking parlaying that with singles, Carter. Right. Planning ahead for singles, looking at right now how you have this new product coming out. Everybody and their brothers trying to get a Mac Jones rookie card right now. We've got a lot of really juicy opportunities on some skill position players that are flying on even some quarterbacks that are flying under the radar. And, you know, if you want to sell right now, that can be kind of tricky. So do you have any tips for how we can how we can sell? Because me personally, I'm trying to raise some money for Christmas. And I am trying uh-huh. to sell uh-huh. some more cards right now. I'm looking for your help. So this is very key, right? I'm not card collector too. I don't run like a super hobby shop. So understand that I am not an expert when it comes to selling. But I think most people 
viewing and taking in this content aren't super sharps. They aren't like unbelievable sellers of big hobby shops or anything like that. So understand this is always going to be true in anything that you sell, right? Don't get too greedy. Don't get too greedy. Now, Andy, this is something we preach all the time on this channel. And before I move on, I do want to include one more thing about the retail release calendar. Just because the retail release, and by the way, those were hobby boxes, I believe, on January 26th for, for Prism. Just because there is a release date, right? If if there's a release date on Steel City or whatever, that doesn't mean the cards are for sure going to be on that shelf. Oftentimes, it comes down to the middleman, aka the distributor, MJ Holdings, whoever you want to mention. Uh, th there's different schedules for when different things hit on shelf. So that's obviously uh, very important. We don't want anyone to just go and just expect, well, that podcast said that there were going to be boxes <laughs> here and there's no boxes, just a bunch of U.S. Weekly Prince Harry magazines here. Uh, no, it, it, just because things, just because there's a date on the calendar doesn't mean that that's when the date is going to be released. But anyway, as far as selling is concerned, Andy, we're big buy it now people, right? If you want to get maximum value, you do buy it now. If you absolutely positively need to sell a card, just make sure if you do list an auction, make sure you end it at night around 6, 7, 8, or 9 p.m., preferably around that 7 to 9 range. Uh, but if you're not doing auctions and you're doing buy it now, Zandies, I've done really well selling a bunch of my Odell Beckham Jr. cards here, not getting too greedy over 5 to $10. Don't do it because in the long term, you're just – you know, it's not worth the stress of waiting to see if that person is going to accept that offer. So if you list a card on eBay or the same thing actually, Andy, applies on different media platforms. Some people sell in Discord groups. Some people sell on Twitter, whether privately or publicly. Same thing on Instagram. If you list and you put or best offer OBO, we went over the, you know, abbreviations last week if you do that don't get too greedy andy sometimes you just take the offer get the money when you can because it allows you to move on to other items you want to focus on i've tried to do that before carter where i haven't because i do all all of my listings in buy it now format and right. i've gotten offers before that I was like that's a little bit lower than i wanted and so i counter them and then for whatever reason, almost nine times out of 10, they decline the counter offer. They, they stop messaging me back. They stop wanting, I'm like, Oh, come on, man. This is sort of like meet in the middle. But, and, and, uh, I think you just gotta have to accept that offer, accept that offer. So go ahead and plan for that. It's almost like when you're, you're getting a new job, right. And you're supposed to ask, you're supposed to ask for the high amount of salary, expecting them to come in a lot lower than that. And so you just go ahead and list your buy it now where you feel it's priced maybe 10%. It depends on the player as well, right? right. The player you're trying to move, like Jonathan Taylor right now, go ahead and list that sucker 10, 20% over what, you, what you're finding in the market value. 
And I'm, I guarantee you, you will get an offer around market value. Go ahead and take it. Same thing with Justin Jefferson or any of these players that are super hot right now. Yeah. So the, your, Odell's a perfect example, right? His buzz is going to wear off a little bit. And he did just score a pretty amazing double move touchdown uh, in a really bad loss for the Rams. This is a hot Odell market right now. And I've done really well not getting greedy, not just taking offers way lower than what I have them listed for. Uh, Something else that I think some people should experiment with, whether you're selling this on social media or if you're selling this on eBay, maybe free shipping is something that could change your, your, your selling, right? There's something as a buyer, whenever you see the word free, that just makes you automatically think you're getting a deal. And you can just bake that into your price, right? If you think free can get you a sale, I've noticed that free shipping does, especially with these Odell sales I've been making, it does actually help with transactions. It does actually help with offers because it does make that buyer think, oh, I'm getting a deal here. I'm getting I'm getting an unbelievable deal here. So in the, in the grand scheme of things, you know, shipping more often than not is not going to cost you more than three or four dollars uh, in a bubble mailer. Uh, so it's it, that may be something if you're really struggling to sell. Now, look, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, those guys are going to sell themselves. Free shipping probably isn't as important, but maybe if you are wanting to differentiate your item, maybe that is something you you, you should look into. I think it. I think it's great. I love it when I see that fast and free, you know, oh. shipping on there, especially on some lower end cards, because I think it's nice. It's like, you know, I want to get out the door with whatever I, you know, uh, I won the auction at or whatever I uh, click the buy it now button for. And then it stinks every time you're like, oh, why is this seven dollars more or six dollars more is because they add on tags, they add on shipping and handling. And if you can offer free shipping and handling, bake that into your your sale price, add an extra few dollars or an extra dollar if, if you're going to do a plain white envelope. And man, that fast and free can be appetizing, Carter. I have to agree. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, I, I'm thinking about going to all free shipping. I really am. So uh, that's something else I, I, I would think about. Just bake it into the price if you really need that shipping to be covered. Also, as far as taking best offers, I do think you make a really good point, Andy. It does also come down to the card and player, right? Each situation is different. Now, if you're listing a card for $800 and it really is worth $500 or $600, if you get an offer for $250, you shouldn't take it. So understand that that's not what we're saying. We're not saying take just an unbelievably bad offer or whatever. But if it's five or ten dollars off, I cannot say this. This is the hardest lesson that I've had to learn in this hobby. It is way easier to buy a card than sell a card. And that's just anything. It's way easier to buy things, sell things. It's hard to sell things. It just is. So don't let that because look, I have stressed Andy over five or ten dollar sales. For, uh, I, I remember I, I sent an offer back once, Andy, 
on a $450 card I was selling. And the difference I, I countered to try and get 10 extra dollars, 10 extra dollars on a $450 sale. Dude, I punched myself in the face. I was like, what the heck are you doing? What the, what the heck? Because I was just thinking like every little bit, I got to squeeze every little bit out of it. Mm. Don't do that. Understand, you know, that in the grand scheme of things, it's not that much because I guarantee you, Andy, you've been in this spot as well. I've heard you, we've talked about this. Stressing for that 24-hour period for that seller to hit accept or not is the worst. It is not worth the grief you go through. It's And also, it puts the onus on them because even if they accept it, they still got to send you the money and all that. I would, that's why we're preaching that. So understand that, you know, if, if, if someone is way low balling you on an offer, then don't deal with it. But trust me, you, you've been in that same spot, Andy. I know. Cause uh, we've gone through this together. Yeah, man. It's like, if you have a, a black prism, silver, Jonathan Taylor that you bought a couple months ago for 10, $15 and you've got it listed for $60 now. So you're looking at you know, a five X on four to five X on your money and they come in with a $40 offer. Don't, I mean, you can try and counter them for 50, but I honestly, if you want to go ahead and generate the revenue and move some cards, I would just accept the 40. I can't tell you how many times I've tried to do the same exact thing. And uh, the person just, just didn't respond to me, didn't accept the counter offer, didn't respond to me. They no longer felt like they were getting the deal or had room to grow in the card or were peeved off because I, I countered and they're probably, maybe they're thinking, why didn't he then ex, uh, set his minimum offer threshold at 50? You know, if that's the case. Right. And exactly. so I would, I would be cognizant of where you're setting your minimum offer threshold at and understand that people are going to try and hit that minimum threshold every single time. So set it to where it's not going to cause you to counter off or just go ahead and let them. And then you accept it. They feel like they got a deal. You're generating revenue selling cards. It's all good. Another hobby tip of the day. Once again, this is coming from our Patreon community, uh, patreon.com slash football cards. Going ahead and join it. Uh, selling in lots uh, is something to look into, right? We've seen some people make out like bandits when you sell cards in super lots. Now, understand when you sell in lots, it's the shipping is going to be different because, you know, it's just a heavier thing, right? But selling in lots could be something that could work for you, Andy, including that ridiculous A.J. Dillon thing you showed me before this. Yeah, there was a seller on eBay that had amassed a pretty decent A.J. Dillon collection. I mean, he had listed it as a super collector lot i mean and this right. had a lot of rpas but the thing is you have to realize about rpas are kind of a little devalued in, in 2020 for a couple of reasons one a lot of them have sticker autos yeah uh, two the jerseys in them are not from any specific game or event and and so that degrades from the value as well and and then three they had a lot of the cards in the lot were in his college jersey um, and yeah, he had almost complete rainbows of mosaic minus like the gold and the black uh, finite, which are the rarest ones. But he sold this lot of about 100 cards advertised as a super collector lot with at least two full like pictures that you can as many cards as you can fit in a phone picture. 
of RPAs. And it looked from the surface, the perception, it looked very appetizing. It looked like right. the buyer was getting a good deal when in fact, this seller made like three grand off of that lot. And I think the seller actually won in that scenario. And so we've got uh, guys Raven in the Discord. He's experimenting right now with team lots. So you have a, a Arizona Cardinals lot, right? Put a put a Kyler Murray with the Christian Kirk, with the DeAndre Hopkins, a James Conner, put a Chandler Jones from the defense, a Byron Murphy. Put them all together and make like a little offense defensive, you know, and call it an Arizona collector's lot. You know, I think a lot of what you could see now with new people getting into the hobby, they're 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 finding out their friends are something into it, or maybe their friends are getting into it and they want to get them into it more, and they'll go to eBay and look for you know, their team, like their team, like I want to get this guy a lot to collect for his team. So I found that a very interesting strategy as well. Yeah, I was listening to um, Slab Talk talk about this, right? They were um, discussing the differences between basketball and football. And this is the major difference. And uh, we'll, we'll actually get into a funny little basketball thing in just a second uh, with our guy, Lameen James, in a second. Shout out to him. But the difference is football fans are fans of teams mm -hmm. and basketball fans are fans of players, right? So for me in football, you know, I'm a fan of the Saints, right? I am a Drew Brees fan because he played for the Saints. Whereas in the NBA, there's a lot of people that are just LeBron fans or just Luka fans, no matter what team those guys play for. And we've seen it with Kevin Durant in particular. So that would be something interesting. Would team lots work? Uh, the second thing, as far as uh, the AJ Dillon lot, I looked at it. The seller definitely made out like a bandit, but here's the interesting thing is the buyer. While he didn't make out as big of a bandit uh, that he thinks he probably did is that he did think he did because he clicked a button and he got all these AJ Dillon cards all in that one thing. He didn't have to stress going through a gazillion things. He gets it all one button, boom. So he feels like he is getting an unbelievable deal on these cards. Now, here's the thing. AJ Dillon might be the next Barry Sanders and he might, but that's not going to happen. AJ Dillon is a backup running back who, by the way, those college uniform cards, he went to Boston College. It's not like he's in uh, an Alabama or an LSU uniform. So it is interesting. I've had success selling big lots. I actually sold a bunch of Mac Jones lots in college uniform cards before the season. Trey Lance, Justin Fields. Uh, I, I've had success. I, I, I really have. But once again, the shipping is different. And then you as a seller – it does allow you to just get a bunch of product out, right? Always remember this. The hobby is not just a money hobby. It's a time hobby where you have to put – you have to ship things a certain way. Look, whenever you sell a card, it takes – Andy, how long does it take you to ship everything properly? It takes – it's about like a no less than five-minute process to make sure the card is in there and uh, cardboard around it. Yep. Uh, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Surprisingly, it does take a few minutes if you do it properly. You know, print out your label, put the card in the cardboard squares, make sure it's painter taped up real nice, put it in the 
the the bubble mailer and then you know uh packing tape around the outside your label and then you still got to stop by the post office drop it off you don't have to wait in line if you got a printer at your house save yourself some money you don't have to wait in line but it definitely does take some time i'm like you carter i always want to make my lots like if, if i have cards that are worth a couple dollars i'm constantly trying to find ways to turn those into lots to make it worth at least like around a twenty dollar bill because then I right. feel like, you know, that that size of a of a sale is kind of worth my time and, and energy on on eBay. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And then we want to touch on the one touch effect. Andy, this was something that I saw very early in the process that the one touch effect can be a game changer. So uh, this was something you also saw early and you were able to jump on it. And if you're watching on YouTube, you already see how this can pay huge dividends. Yes, actually, full credit to you, Carter. You made me aware of this. I mean, I had I had caught it. I've seen it, but I never put two and two together that this was the reasoning why that some of these sales were going so much higher than the other ones. And you had personal experience with it and confirmed my suspicions. So Man, huge thank you to you. I, I've shared this, you know, and you can go uh, find one of my videos on YouTube that I did uh, called Pro Tips Selling on eBay. And it's all about how to get your lighting just right. It talks about the one touch. And I show several examples like this, this black prism, Jonathan Taylor in an, two auctions that sold the same day. One only had five bids close for 15. That was in a top loader with suboptimal lighting. The other one was in a one touch with much better lighting to where it illuminated the prism, the colors perfectly, sold for $66. So that's over three times as much, four times as much as what that one in the top loader with suboptimal lighting sold for. Andy, that's a huge difference. It's the same card. I mean, I'm not looking at it really closely. It doesn't look like there's that much difference between the two of them really once again i I don't have it under a microscope and that's always something you have to worry about on ebay as far as surface and all that but yeah and now we don't know when these auctions actually ended just off the top of our head but even then even if one of those auctions ended at three and the other one ended at right at seven andy the bottom line is 66 dollars and 15 dollars that's seismic it would be different if one of those sold for 30 and the other one sold for 15. That's huge. So for those that are listening, the one touch effect is a very simple concept. Put a card in the one touch and sell it that way. Take a good photo because it can be a difference maker. And Andy is showing you what a one touch is. In fact, I just bought five new one touches. Don't let it be some scratched up one touch. Have a one touch that you don't use for any card other than for listings. It is a huge difference maker. And Andy is showing you what a one touch actually is. Now, this is where some courtesy does come into effect here, Andy. If you are selling a card and let's just say it sells for well over $150 or or just $100, just ship the card in the one touch. Right. Especially have other one touches. Um, But if you don't like, for instance, the Jonathan Taylor there, 
what I do is in the description, I include this card will ship in a penny sleeve and top loader. Make sure you put that if you don't plan on shipping the card in the one touch, right? Especially if it only goes for like 20 or so dollars and you should put it in a penny sleeve and top loader. But if for some reason it goes well over 100, just ship it in the one touch. One touches are what, $2 a piece now, Andy? Roughly? Yeah, they're, they're a few bucks a piece. I think I got these like a five pack from Amazon for I don't know like twelve something some change. So if it's if if it actually if it's a Justin Herbert silver prism, that card's going to be what two hundred fifty dollars raw. That is just off the top of my head. Uh, I think it, that's a I think that's a little bit low. Oh really? A, okay. A silver prism, yeah, because those silver prisms in twenty twenty were pretty scarce. Uh, I, I'll look it up while we're talking, but I want to say that's that's around four to five hundred dollar card. Yes, so you should just send it in the one touch. You should put the card in the one touch and just send it right now. If you want it, if you want to get really frisky and put it in uh, penny sleeve and top loader, well, if you want to risk putting five hundred dollars on the line, because what if you transition and you scratch that card? then that's $500 down the drain. So that's something else that you have to keep in mind as well when it comes to something like that. So the one touch effect is very, very real. So now, Andy, it's time for the end of the show. Now, before we give our plays of the day, Andy, dude, we are moving up in the world, man. We we got featured on Lameem. James, well, not featured. He probably has no idea that we even do this podcast. But come on. I mean, Lameen James is the jokester. I mean, this is the Eddie Murphy of the hobby world right here. This is some some crazy stuff. So for those that don't know, Lameen James on Instagram, just the most hilarious hobby account. I, I laugh so hard at just basically everything that they do. Uh and a lot of people are joking right now about these Zion, the Zion Williamson one of one logo man got pulled. But, uh, but yeah, hi <laughs> Giannis with the Bobby Portis card, it's absolutely. <laughs> so uh, if once again, it's pretty crazy, Andy, because when it comes to social media, sports card is a major major player on Instagram, and so Lameem James, it's crazy. He has this crumbled up Luka Doncic autoed card and yours truly put on there one of one crumbled ice. One of one crumbled James ice. for finding that funny, Andy. I love it. Yeah, it was funny. That is funny. That I mean, what do you think? That, that's a PSA 9? PSA 10? <laughs> yeah. Hey, PSA 10, one of one. Instagram one of one, eBay one of one. Crumbled <laughs> <laughs> ice. Hot invest right now. That would be a card uh you would chip in a one touch right there. <laughs> after you put after you put the one touch in the blender. Huh? Huh? Uh, oh golly, man. But yeah, Lameem James is just undefeated. I I, I when you, so you know what's funny is um you were the one that told me about about them. And I know they do mostly like basketball jokes, but it's just so good, man. 
It's just so yeah, good. His, his posts are hilarious. And I don't know how he's this creative. Like, I mean, literally posts every day, sometimes more than once a day. And they're all funny. I mean, he's right. just got such a good pulse on the hobby. And like, it's just so funny. <laughs> and he, he flames grading companies on there. And that is just so good. Go to the, uh, the Patrick Mahomes post. Uh, I saw this one the other day. That one right there in the middle. This one? Huh? 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 Wednesday, 7,000. Wait for it. Thursday, 7,000. I'm willing to wait for it. Friday. (laughs) (laughs) The red X, the red line through the 17,000 on sale for (laughs) 7,000. Oh, man. It's it's crazy. I know on this channel, we used to do Patrick Mahomes watch. Are you still thinking about dipping your toe into the Mahomes world, Andy? Man, they've continued to drop. Carter, the prices have continued to drop. I continue to watch them because it's like, man, I'm so tempted, and I probably will, if these base Donruss rated rookies for good condition raw ones get under a hundred dollars, start getting like that fifty to sixty dollar range. I don't think I can resist it anymore. I've got to go in. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. It's kind of weird. You? It's kind of weird though, right? Because you know, before we get in our plays of the day here, uh, once again, shout out to Lameem James. Uh, I, I'm going to send him a message, seeing if he's if he would listen to our show. We're trying to grow this thing, Lameem. Uh, you know what's you know what's interesting though, Andy is I I look at uh, the quarterbacks this year, and to start the year, all the quarterbacks were good. Like how? Uh, let, let me ask you this, Andy, just off the top of your head. How many of the elite quarterbacks this year started the year slow? How many off the top of my head? Not many. Not, Not many. many. Very, very few. Even Patrick Mahomes, right? He had the the close loss to the Ravens on Sunday night, but he still played pretty ridiculous, right? So the thing is, these last couple of weeks, all the elite quarterbacks have laid eggs. Right. We every single one of them. We've seen Lamar play like absolute trash. We've seen Josh Allen play like absolute garbage as well. Losing to the Jaguars. Really? Uh, I mean, Joe Burrow, you know, had had some rough spots. Justin Herbert. So it's interesting when it comes to quarterback investments, Andy, that right now uh, the prices of some of these guys are, 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 are dropping uh, especially Patrick Mahomes, I, I just find this market for, for QBs to be something that, 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 that could be something people could pounce on right now. Yeah, I do, man. This market for QBs, uh, one of the guys that did pop pop in mind was uh, Josh Allen. He had a, uh, a slow start there. Um, but you look at Kyler Murray, his prices are down considerably from where he was an MVP contender several weeks ago before he hurt his ankle, and they're just like resting, resting, resting every week, questionable tag, but he gets rested again. His prices just can continue to decline, and I still think that right now, I mean, he's at a, a, a great value to go ahead because you know the Cardinals are going to make the playoffs. They're going to be in. They're going to be in the playoffs. Probably win their division. I, I've. 
I, I dude, I'm I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy I'm gonna buy quite a few elite quarterbacks over the next week or so. Uh just because of this, and we talked about this on last week's episode. Uh I still think the lead up to the NFL draft is a very real thing in the hobby. I I really, really do. And I think right now could be your best time before the playoff hype uh, to, to to get in on some some guys you really do believe in. So I do believe, even though we talked earlier about how to help sell your cards, Andy, I do believe right now it could actually be a buyer's market, um, especially when you know these new releases are going to be coming up. Uh, here in the next couple of weeks. So, Andy, is there any play of the day just like right off the top of your head that you just think, oh my goodness, this is a steal? <laughs> well, I, I continue to to double down on Jerry Judy right now, man, because Love it. I, I watched auctions over the weekend and um, man, they're, they're ending so low. And so those Denver skill position players are just like screaming out to me right now, man, as the best just like Go ahead and invest all the money I got in them <laughs> because of that whole scenario. And so I look at KJ Hamler, who's been hurt. He's also a 2021 20 rookie, and he's not the number one guy. He's like the number four guy, but he's close comparable to Deshaun Jackson. He's got four three speed, and he he's a field stretcher. And so, like, he can make those huge highlights, those big plays. And I think that you can get his rookie ticket autos right now for, like, $10 or something. Man. Mm. Like, you know. So, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, right, I'm scratching my noggin right now because I'm like, gosh, should I be buying more Jerry Judy? I, I, I'm buying, I, I did buy, you know, quite a few Jerry Judys last week. I think it's increasingly clear that we're going to see in the future more free agency movement in the quarterback position. I do believe we'll see that. Now, how much? I don't know. But I do think Denver is one of the more attractive free agent quarterback markets with the receiving core they have in place. Uh, I do like their GM a lot. His name slips my mind because when the uh, when the NFL draft happened, I was like, goodness gracious, the Denver Broncos, why would they pass on Justin Fields knowing that they have Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater knowing that they're not franchise guys? Well, they drafted Patrick Sertan, who looks in freaking incredible right now, and it all makes sense. Denver is an attractive free agent quarterback market. It's where Peyton Manning got his second Super Bowl. I can easily see Russell Wilson packing his bags and going to Denver. Now, would he prefer to go to Denver or New Orleans? Well, if I looked at the weapons of both teams, even though I love my Saints and I do like Russell Wilson a lot, I'd probably go to Denver knowing what they have with their skill guys, especially Noah Fant at at tight end and what they have at running back right now. So I do like Denver's skill position guys. I I really do, Andy. Um, My my play of the week is – actually Kyler Murray. Uh, I know it's not sexy to buy players that aren't playing right now, which makes it the perfect time to buy Kyler Murray cards. It looks as if he's a real deal. He is definitely an elite athlete. I know he's not the biggest guy, which concerns some long-term investors. What if he takes some big hit and can't come back from it? 
you know, Kyler's been a mostly healthy quarterback uh, during his career. And I know he's been hurt and they've been winning without him with Colt McCoy. But come on, that's Colt McCoy. That's not going to be any threat to Kyler Murray's throne there in Arizona. Great team, great ownership. Uh, Steve Kimes, a good general manager. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go with Kyler Murray. I understand that on this podcast, we don't like to just focus on quarterbacks, but there's a lot of quarterback prices out right now, Andy, just at a glance. I'm not as much of a price, like exact price expert as you are. There are some interesting buying opportunities, even for cards like you you're talking about a minute ago by Patrick Mahomes, even for non-short print, just base cards. I do think um, that there are some buying opportunities. I saw someone selling a Joe Burrow prison base for $25, $30. I was like, really? Are we really trying to unload th- that badly? I was like, gosh, I should have taken that. Um, but I, I do think right now Kyler Murray would, would be someone that I would look into. I love it, Carter. I love it, man. I think that's a, I think that's the perfect time to buy is whenever things are going on like this, especially, you know, when he's going to walk back into a playoff scenario. You know what I'm saying? Mm, let's do it. So once again, Andy, the light's on you, man. Tell people where they can find the best fantasy football card content on the web. Patreon.com slash football cards. Questcast. We appreciate you guys. I'll talk to you guys soon. We'll be back next time. Peace. We'll